Hello, and welcome to the Mighty Mom Podcast. I am Kaylee McClellan. And I'm Katie Oster. We are two moms on a journey to remember and care for the women we are within. Join us each week as we dig deep, explore the tools and concepts that will reconnect us to our power within and help us grow and shift through the thick of mom life. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Wednesday, mighty mamas. Today I'm going to be doing a solo session as my beautiful counterpart is a little under the weather. So we're going to respect her needs to rest and to heal and take some time to incorporate some self-care into her day whilst also raising tiny humans and being the badass woman that she is. I love you, babe. So today I am going to be talking about feelings. Ooh, I had two things I really wanted to talk about and I'm going to be combining the two because sometimes I'm really smart like that and it's going to be fun. So yeah, we're going to be talking about feelings and letting ourselves feel all the feels. And I feel like I need to mention that feeling, allowing ourselves to feel the crappy emotions and the positive emotions, because I feel like there's a fear attached to both, really. Um... On the one hand, we're afraid of letting ourselves feel angry or depressed or irritated or resentful or blaming or shame or guilt. Shame and guilt actually probably comes way easier, but I think that's actually a byproduct of not letting ourselves truly feel other feelings like pride and joy and happiness as well. Feeling guilty for feeling those feelings, like happy that I'm getting a baby-free night or joyful or proud of ourselves that our kids ate a meal that we made or proud of ourselves that for the first time this month we finally can see our floors yes yes please feeling shame and guilt over being angry over being angry for something that our children maybe did or our partners did or something that we did and feeling shame attached to our emotions But here's the thing, we're allowed to feel feelings. How many times if you have a toddler, it's uncomfortable when they have these mega huge feelings and they get completely out of control and you want to help them. But honestly, it is the best thing that they are in that moment feeling those feelings Because what happens after they scream and cry and flail and punch and hit and bite and maybe even wet themselves or whatever it is that happens in those intense moments, the minute they are done, it is gone. It is over. They felt that feeling so extremely and fully that they were able to get through it. Now, learning how to do that without hitting other people or hurting ourselves is a lesson in there for sure. But that expression is absolutely okay. And here's the thing. It is not just okay for our children. 
we know more socially appropriate ways of maybe, well, I don't even like that. We know how to not harm others and ourselves. That is fair. We know with words or physical actions. We don't want to harm emotionally or physically ourselves either, guys. We don't want to harm ourselves either emotionally. That counts just as much when we are adults. We should not be throwing negative words at ourselves or shame language at ourselves. If you wouldn't do it to your child, don't do it to yourself. But here's the thing, using our children as an example, they have that mega meltdown so extremely fully do they feel those feelings. And then it's over. So if there's this fear, because sometimes I feel like if I let myself be sad or angry so fully, I'm afraid it's going to take over. But I feel like because being raised in a generation or an age where feeling feelings... I don't know. that, And I don't think it was an intentionally malicious. Absolutely, it wasn't. We didn't know that the how uh, the words that we used were going to reverberate down the road in our lives. But just this idea that shh, shh, everything's okay, just be happy. The only okay emotion to have is to be happy. And we're afraid that if we let ourselves fully be mad or sad or whatever emotion that it is, or also here I'm going to put in joy, that it's going to take over. Well, clearly we're not afraid of being joy taking over, but that it's going to then run our lives. And that's all we're going to feel. It's just going to run the show and it's going to be in control. But if we can look to our tiny humans that we are raising, that's not true. They get it out and it's gone. I actually think that not fully expressing and feeling our feelings, fully, I mean fully, I mean scream if you gotta, I mean, cry. I mean, hit that pillow, throw something. Yeah, get it out, journal it, have that conversation with yourself or somebody else and fully feel it without judging yourselves because guaranteed our kids do not judge themselves for being angry or sad or (coughs) any of the intense emotions or joy and excitement. They absolutely never feel bad for that. And it's gone. But when we hold that in, that's what then runs our lives and controls the show is that half-feltness. It's not done. It's not complete. It's still in there. I feel like from experience, like depression, I didn't want to be depressed. I It was not okay. It was not an acceptable emotion to be sad, especially postpartum, when you should be so, you should be shooting joy out of every orifice in your body. And underneath everything was this sadness that I never talked about for months, fully and completely to anybody. Absolutely not myself or anybody else. I didn't know. It was just stuff it away. You know, it was disguised as just being tired, too. I mean, that's valid as well. Who knows what was the beginning spark of that feeling? A lot of stuff happened postpartum for me, but then the underground narrative, the underground feeling that stuck with me through every day was being sad and depressed. And judging myself for that, feeling shame and guilt for that. Absolutely not letting myself uncover that 
or be okay with feeling that. It was not how my early days, year, the months experience of motherhood started, was not being okay with how I felt. <clears throat> but what if we could tap into, and I even feel like just identifying how you feel is part of feeling it fully. Being aware. I feel irritated as fuck today. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> also, I like this distinction between I feel this way and thinking you are. I am. You are not the emotion. Does not take over. Does not become you. Does not define you. I felt depressed for a long time. I was not depression, was not who I am. It was <clears throat> not, um, yeah, it, it was not my truth, really. I mean, I, I guess it, it was because I, I was stuck in that for such a long period of time. And depression absolutely is something pretty big that maybe can't be cleared in an hour or an afternoon, for sure. Not saying that is um, where that can go, but getting real with it and shining light and love on it and letting it be okay is absolutely part of the healing process. It's not going to be done in a day. Maybe it can be done and released and worked through much faster than you think. And maybe it is going to take longer than you think. Both scenarios are okay. Both are okay. When you can identify it though, then you can realize that it's not something that you can tackle yourself. That was a shift for me because I just thought it was um, my thyroid and sleep deprivation and adjusting to this new role of motherhood and my father getting ill and passing away within the first seven months of becoming a mother and the stress of planning a wedding, even though we did it in like two months, that was still, yeah, and we did it pretty um, low-key, which was awesome, and we loved it, there's still a little bit of stress attached. That's still another thing to try and manage and take care of while also figuring out all of the other things that were going on at that time. Positive, another positive point of the wedding was that my father did get to walk me down the aisle, and that was, that is a beautiful memory that I hold from that. Also, being married to a man that I love, and my little girl being there, it was a pretty awesome scenario. Um, anyway, just saying, a lot of things did come together, and I just thought that that was it, and it will be okay once all of that is over with. <laughs> and it wasn't. I never really truly let myself identify that I felt depressed, or even sad, just tired. Even though I may be sad that my father was also dying, um, that... Absolutely, I did feel, but I didn't let myself identify it. But when I did, I did finally go to my doctor and admit it out loud. I mean, very mildly, I think I might be. was pretty much how I think I said it. I think I might be depressed. Um, and then you have that conversation and she asks more questions. And then I went on the medication to help dig me out of that damn hole. And then I went and saw a therapist. And then I started freaking having conversations with my friends and that. Ooh, and acupuncture, oddly enough. That was the beginning of my healing process. That wasn't it. That wasn't all it took. It was still a long journey because underneath that depression wasn't just 
hormones. It was so, it was so many things. So many layers went into that, contributed to that. And it took, really, that was, that was my awakening. That was my path to consciousness. And really, it has been many layers and levels for me, but I feel like that was like, door wide open. Like, I've had many experiences in my life where, you know, I was crashing and then did more, I guess, work or exploring inside that helped uncover and go process and do more healing. But um, this last one <laughs> was like the official commitment to self-awareness and consciousness, personal development. And it is, and it's an obsession, and it has been, that journey has been the healing, and it has, and it is still, because it is an endless journey, really, there is a lot of layers underneath what we hold in our lives, in our subconscious, the shadows and triggers and traumas and experiences and stories and limiting beliefs of the entire life that we've lived up to this point. And ancestral baggage that you didn't even choose to take on. And then cultural baggage that wasn't your choice. But guess what? When you wake up, you get to choose. When you wake up, you get to choose. And maybe after what I just said, it sounded like a whole hell of a lot of work. But it feels a whole hell of a lot better than being depressed all the damn time. Finding joy. And here's the other side and we get to shift to this. Finding joy and love and peace and not foreboding it. Because have you ever heard of this phrase? And I know you have. Don't get too excited because it's not going to last long. Or I don't want to get my hopes up just in case. Well, FYI, and I love you, Brene Brown, for sharing this one with us all. Get your damn hopes up. That is the freaking point of life. Oh my gosh, please. This was what I needed to yell at myself, and I still yell at myself. Well, no, I don't yell at myself, actually, because I've shifted that into mantras and positive affirmations that aren't me chiding myself and throwing shame language at myself and feeling guilty over not feeling joy or for feeling joyful. Just letting myself feel the damn emotion. And, oh my gosh, when you do and you let that wash over you and just that pure... <coughs> freedom and peace and my gosh it feels dang good and and it's okay if it washes over and it's not the complete narrative forever you can kind of come back to well maybe at best neutrality this neutral feeling but my little heart loves to think that we can get ourselves up to our underground narrative, like vibrating at love, love and above. I love that saying. See, these are the phrases that I love to put into my life that take over that don't get your hopes up. Feels so much better. And that's truly the point is to enjoy being in this life. The good and the bad. And the bad, yeah, it hurts. It doesn't feel good. 
but knowing and trusting and believing that it can be temporary. Temporary might be a lot longer than you really want it to be, but it's still temporary in comparison to the length of the life that you're going to live. <coughs> and even, sorry, I've got a cold. Hopefully I can edit those coughs out. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So that point I really wanted to make was letting it be okay to also be happy and be full of joy and love and be that positive person as a person that I feel like I give out that persona. I function at positivity. Um, and you know, some people would make comments about that, like judgmental ones. Oh, I wish I could be that positive. I wish I could be as, you know, happy-go-lucky as you are. I don't always feel that way. That is my personality. It's not a lie. It's still part of me. I absolutely feel like a little itty-bitty fairy. Yeah, that's, that's really me. And now feeling okay with that. Not everybody's going to dig that and love that, but I do. I love that I'm a little happy fairy. And this little happy fairy fairy sometimes gets depressed and feels sad and gets angry and resentful and irritable and many other feelings. I have a whole rainbow of feelings in this heart. And another feeling I wanted to talk about, which is a really big theme in this Mighty Mom movement with our podcast with Kaylee and I, is confidence. That's a big one. And that might be a whole other conversation. No, not might. It will be um, at another time. But I, for me, that's what got uncovered when I started digging and looking at the limiting stories and beliefs that I had about myself and about life um, are still that I'm uncovering and working through was trusting myself and being confident in myself. That was a big narrative in the early bits of motherhood. It still is, absolutely still attached to it. I'm raising a three and a half year old. I don't know everything, but um, beginning to believe that I can and am allowed to be confident even when I don't know everything. But I lacked a lot of confidence most of my life. And that was a big contributing factor as well to the depression, um, that early postpartum depression. <clears throat> there was a lot, a lot of not feeling confident. And it was having other people use positive words to describe me in a really positive, non-judgmental way that, like Mighty, was one of them. And that made me cry. And it made me sore. And it made me realize that's what we need to feel. We absolutely, especially as mothers, deserve to feel mighty. Mighty and confident and joyful and whatever feeling that is in your heart that you would really like to lead your life with. Freedom, happiness, confidence, hella friggin' amazing. And confidence, a lot of my life, I had picked up somewhere along the line that confidence was arrogance and arrogance is bad. It's conceitment, confusing, maybe seeing other people in my life 
being arrogant and just linking that to the description of being confident or being jealous. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Being jealous when other people are confident. Hello, comparison. (laughs) That definitely I've been able to um, see many times when I would be browsing the Facebooks or Instagram and comparing myself and being jealous when other people look confident. That was a lot of what isolated myself when, um, the early years, early that first year. And I didn't go to a whole lot of mom groups. It was really hard to be around other moms that felt and looked and portrayed confidence. And then I'm a very sensitive person, so sometimes it was even just as hard to be around other people who were sharing their vulnerability but really stuck in <clears throat> shame and guilt and fear and, uh, yeah, lack of confidence. And that maybe was too close to home, so it was hard for me to share that. But it hurt me so much not to share it. And... Oh my goodness, especially through the winter. Hello, winter baby. Oh my goodness, my dear love. That was hopefully, that was clearly the gift that she cracked me. She cracked me open. I had to deal with it. I wasn't willing to let depression be my underscore narrative for the rest of my life. And I will still have moments, absolutely, where it will come back to visit, for sure, right? Excuse me, this healing comes in layers and stages. We can't clear a lifetime and maybe even generations of these feelings and limitations and stories and beliefs in a moment or a day or in one sitting or in one attempt. It's going to take many tries. There are many, many, many layers to it. And uh, yeah, I guess what I want to say is that With each layer, I do feel more peace, more relief, more joy, and more freedom. That's my word, guys. Oh my gosh, freedom. And connection. I feel more connected to myself and enjoying this ride here on planet Earth. Being in this human body and finding love for it. So, feelings, guys. That's the word of the day today. That was our weekly offering with um, my tarot card that I drew earlier this week. Today is check-in day as well. I'll be in the tribe in a moment here to check in again. And even if you, I guess the point is to not judge it. However it is that you're feeling, let yourself feel it. Let it wash over you and through you and learn how to start letting it be okay. Because it's not going to be okay in one sitting. And that's okay too. (laughs) Anyway, just want to let you know that we love you and we are so grateful for each and every one of you who we pass on our cross, cross on our paths, (laughs) who we cross on our paths. Every one of you who is listening to this podcast, every one of you in the tribe, every one of you who is listening or watching from afar, we don't even know you yet. Thank you. 
Thank you so much. If you are picking up what we're putting down and you're enjoying any of this, please share this with a friend. Like, love, tag people, leave us a comment. We love hearing from you guys. Love, love, love it. Send us, leave us a review. Rate our podcast, all of the things, all of this. Every time you share the love, an angel gets its wings. Or little podcasts like us stand a chance and more people can see us and it spreads the word and it spreads the love even farther, guys. Thank you. Thank you again so much for being here and we'll see you again next week. Stay mighty, mamas.